Okay, so welcome to this episode of Building Online Sales Success. I'm joined today for this episode by somebody who is very dear to me. We've done a number of different collaborations up until this point, but I've never had her on the podcast. So today I have managed to pin down the wonderful Diana Johnson to come and talk to us about subconscious reprogramming and how we can make sure in our lives and business that we can claim more, that we can step more deeply into our power and our success by reprogramming our subconscious mind. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online sales success. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income and freedom that you've been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. She is the absolute expert on this topic, so I'm going to let her introduce herself. Diana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that we finally are making this happen. And I really, really appreciate being on the podcast because as you know, I love to talk about the subconscious mind and anyone who will give me the opportunity to speak about the subconscious, I will talk about it. So thank you so much. So basically, who am I? I am the founder and CEO of the Thought Work Institute. And at the Thought Work Institute, we certify coaches in my rapid reprogramming methodology, which is a subconscious healing methodology that's really changing the face of coaching worldwide right now because we are getting to the source of our clients on wanted emotions and behaviors. So that's kind of the summary really quickly of what I do. Obviously, I work with people one-on-one with subconscious healing as well. I work with coaches to release and remove their subconscious blocks to high performance and success. And like I said, our main focus is also to certify coaches in rapid reprogramming. Wow. 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 And I know you are making big waves in the industry. I also know that you also have your own podcast as well. Tell us the name of your podcast. Sure. So the name of my podcast is Your Light is Your Legacy. And as the name makes obvious, it is all about really doing your work in the world with your light. So you leave a legacy behind. Amazing, amazing, which leads us so well into our conversation. What I would say is anybody listening to this episode that wants to talk either to myself or Diana, if you want to come and ask questions to me, because you can find yourself in my Instagram DMs more easily, but you want me to pass the message on to Diana, very, very happy to do that. So I know when I listen to you speak about this subject, I've always got so many ideas, so many thoughts that go around in my head, questions, things that I want to understand more about, you know, in terms of the way that I think. So if anybody wants to reach out to Diana, please do. You'll find all of her details linked below this episode. If you, you know, if you want to end up in my DMs and I'll pass the message on, that's fine too. So your light, what is it? Your light 
lead is to your, your legacy. legacy. Yeah. Your light is your legacy. Yeah. Light is your legacy. Okay. So let's start with a big question. What what's your legacy? Thank you for that question. I truly and it's sorry, I want to say this first. At the end of my podcast, I always say your light is your legacy. What do you want to be remembered for? So I love that you kind of asked me that question because I always end my podcast that way. And it truly is this, and this is why I got into doing this work. It really came from a personal transformation that I had, which I can tell you a little bit about, but I want my legacy to be helping other people have freedom from their own mind. I truly believe that we were born completely free of programming, just like a computer, brand new out of the box, you know, when the screen is just flashing hello, and it really can do nothing else. It has no judgments, nothing programmed in it to do anything else. I believe that we are born with that light, with zero programming about our worth, about what we deserve, about whether or not the world is safe, etc. And the journey becomes at some point, remembering that light, returning to that light by releasing the layers of programming. And we'll talk a lot about, I'm sure on this podcast episode, how that really translates to your business and shows up in your business. But to answer your question, I would love my legacy to help to be that I'm helping other people return to their light so they can put their best selves their work out into the world and that's how we create that ripple effect when my light touches yours and i know it sounds a little spiritual it's you don't you truly don't need to have any kind of religious or spiritual belief it is about knowing that your mind is being programmed from the time you were born until you're 8 or 9 years old life is happening and planting seeds in your subconscious mind so think about the boy that looks at you in a strange way, your parent who ignores you when you show them your report card, the time you trip when you're trying to get on your bike, all of these little things, not big T traumas that happen, but little T and just little life things happen that plants a seed in your brain about what you're capable of, what you're worthy of, whether or not life is safe. And then as your life continues to unfold after you're eight or nine years old, those seeds become rooted and then subconscious beliefs in your mind because life continues to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And then what's happening is you're filtering your life and in the case of your audience, your business through the beliefs rooted in your subconscious mind. Most of us think that what we see in life is a picture from our brain, like our brain is a camera taking pictures of our reality when in fact, your brain is like a movie projector. It's actually filtering your life onto a screen based on your programming. Yeah. Wow. Right. So everything you think about your business is actually being filtered through the programming that started right when you were born until you're eight or nine years old and then got reinforced in your life. Amazing. Now, now, you know, hearing you say eight or nine years old, like, I think that's why I'm so fascinated, because Oliver is eight years old. And, and I've heard you talk about this before. So I know that everything that has happened in his life up until this point is programming him. And he's now at that at that point where he's going to go off and use what he's learned 
And yeah, everything that you described there really, you know, resonates with me. So let's talk about, you know, I know a lot of the listeners here are women, they're in online businesses, they're coaches, they're consultants, they run, you know, online empires, whereby their legacy might look very different to each other's, but ultimately, we're all driven by that legacy. What, what are the most common things, the most common symptoms of this, like, program that we're running that needs to be I guess hit the stop button and rewind if we had a remote control we'd hit stop we'd want to rewind and we'd want to go and like you know reprogram and I guess that's the work that you do what are the common things that you see Mm. yeah I love that you actually use the word symptoms because most of us are aware of the symptoms so our emotions are our symptoms Everyone thinks that's the source. So the emotions really will drive your actions and how you show up in your business, but the subconscious beliefs are the source of those emotions. So what you may see in your business is procrastination, overthinking, overanalyzing, overworking, feeling overwhelmed, uh, you know, all of those things that are preventing you from moving forward. And what often is driving that is the symptom of fear. Mm-hmm. or the and to drive it down a little bit deeper the fear of rejection the fear of disappointment the fear of failure so what the subconscious mind does it because it holds the storage of everything that's ever happened to you in your life it takes your current day situation and then actually relates to your entire lifetime and says this feels like that in order to keep her safe i'm going to create this symptom, trigger the fear. So she doesn't actually take the action that could create the rejection that I remember her having that feeling. So when you were rejected, when you were three years old, when you were disappointed, when you were five years old, and then of course, over your lifetime, as that got reinforced. So people think, oh my God, I'm just unmotivated, or I am lazy, or I don't have enough information. Yeah, you have enough information. But your subconscious mind is trying to keep you safe, is trying to protect you from failure and disappointments and rejection because it is holding the memory of what that felt like before. And it doesn't want you to have to experience that again. So imagine the power when that programming is running 95% of how you feel, how you act, how you react, how you respond. You can get all of the best gurus like yourself, Rachel, in sales and marketing. But if your client is not taking the action, that is what's creating her final result. To make your work so powerful and the work that our coaches are doing so powerful, the action has to be there. But we're not taking the action if our fear is driving how we show up. And that fear is being driven by those beliefs in the subconscious mind. So the way it looks, like I said, is procrastination and indecision and overwhelm and overlearning. Like, oh, I'll just take another course. Oh, I just need more information. That's how it looks in your business. How it feels is something like fear, right? Resistance, anger, any of those emotions. That's what the symptoms are. But like I said, what's driving it is those subconscious beliefs. Subconscious beliefs like, I am not good enough. I will <laughs> fail. I will be rejected. People will judge me. People will laugh at me. I am too old. I am too young. I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough. It's Mm -hmm. never going to last. I'm going to lose everything. Like there are so many beliefs. Just think about a lifetime 
yeah. of conditioning that's now driving 95% of how you show up. I, th- I have a really good example of this for myself, if you don't mind, if I could share that. And I think it would be really relatable to your audience, money stories. A lot of people talk about it in terms of money stories. It is the programming, the beliefs that you have about money that can be holding you back from making the sale, for asking for the sale, for example. Here's a personal, I really love to give personal examples or examples from my clients because people can visualize it. And I'm always trying to speak to the subconscious mind, just a side note to the subconscious mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I always, there's always a method to my madness, but the subconscious mind speaks in stories and analogies and images. So when you're speaking and giving those stories and and images, the subconscious can actually feel safe in understanding what's what you're talking about. And then it actually gets planted. So I'll give you an example from my own personal life. So I had done my own rapid reprogramming about 20 years ago when I was going 15 years ago when I was going through a divorce, it triggered all of my old subconscious programming all of the things about not being good enough and worthy and all of this pain, way more pain than the divorce was the programming that came up from my childhood. So really long story short, I ended up doing this rapid reprogramming work for myself. And when I started as an entrepreneur, fast forward 10 years later, it brought up programming that I had never, ever had to work on, never had to release because I had never been an entrepreneur. I had been in a corporate job, making great money, always you know, on the fast track and moving up and moving up. So I didn't have that feeling of insecurity and, and even any money stories, because it's like, oh, they're just going to give me a salary. And it just didn't, it didn't trigger anything in me. When I became an entrepreneur, however, (laughs) new things came up. I'm like, wow, this is scary. And none of my corporate experience didn't matter. And I never thought about making my own money in the same way. So sorry, I'm trying to keep the story short, but because I understand the subconscious and I have studied the subconscious mind. I knew that the things that were showing up in my business when I first got started, like procrastination was driven from my subconscious. So I started to redo the work. Like I had done work years ago, but never had addressed money stories. So I'm like, okay, let me see what's in my subconscious about money. So my father is an entrepreneur and had been my whole life worked a lot. And as the child, I watched him working so much that when he was around, it was for like doctor's appointments and really important things. But there were many times that he wasn't like, he's an incredible, amazing human father, human being and father. I wanted to tell you that he raised my sisters and I, however, when my mother was home and I was so young, she was the parent and he was the entrepreneur to uh, make it a short. So the reason why I'm telling you this is in my subconscious mind, I had the belief that if I am successful, people I love will do without me. They will suffer because I won't have as much time. Of course, after rapid releasing, I now understand that they have more time with me because the more money I make, the more people I can pay to work in my business, and then I have more free time. However, in my subconscious, which was driving 95% of how I was showing up, which ultimately was driving the procrastination, I was afraid to be successful because success meant I wouldn't have the time to spend with the people I love because that is what I grew up seeing. I also grew up with beliefs about, and this was more media than watching my father's uh, as an entrepreneur, but spirituality and 
making money, a lot of money, being wealthy and spiritual at the same time, right? Or, yeah. you know, messages of where I grew up was a really small community. I think that there there was a little bit of message conditioning around you're almost greedy if you want a lot of money, if you want a lot of wealth. So I would invite your audience to actually think about what messages that you did you hear growing up that yeah. may now be impacting how you're showing up to make money. Like how many of us, and I'm sure you've had clients, Rachel, that have had this experience when it goes, when it comes to the point of asking for the sale, they're like, Oh, I feel sleazy. I know you talk about this, right? It's yeah. this belief that it's like sleazy to ask, to offer, right. To help someone in exchange for money. Yeah. Right. Like, we have been conditioned to believe that that's wrong when it's simply an energy exchange, because if they do not exchange that energy with you, that happens to be financial, they're not going to be committed. People who pay, pay attention, but we don't bring it to awareness long enough to actually make that realization. We just stop at, I don't feel comfortable with sales, period. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's funny you say that one of the things that we've been working on at the moment in my sales accelerator is looking for evidence so looking for the evidence that we are the things that we feel we're not, yeah? So worthy mm. that we are able to get paid for our expertise. Like all those little beliefs that we know are held, we've been trying to get the ladies to look for evidence and then they show up each day and voice note and say, I am, and make an affirmation, and I know this because, and then they share mm. evidence. And Love some of the shifts, have been so powerful there's one lady who I've been working with for over 18 months and she yeah. hasn't signed a client you know we get on really well she's loving the program you know I've long since got rid of my little demons of oh no how can she work with me for 18 months and not sign a program does that make me a bad coach we you know we've had that conversation and just recently she signed that very first client that she that did that's after months of being on and off sales calls and not closing them because the fear stopped her from inviting yeah. the sale, you know? hundred percent. And it is that action. That's what I was talking about. It's the action that creates the result. The work that I do is to get the action happening because yeah. most of us know what we need to do, but we're not doing it for a reason because of that subconscious block. But I want to tell you why that is so powerful what you're doing. Before I do that, I, I wanted to mention, I have a client who went from $4,000 months to $25,000 months by only changing the programming. We did not change anything else. Of course, her actions changed because of the programming, but that is how powerful it is. The reason why what you're doing is so powerful from a brain perspective, because that's, <laughs> that's how I filter the world. When I listen to people, I'm like, oh, that's how it works in the brain. It's so juicy to me, right? And energy. <laughs> And energy too, but mostly the brain. But the reason why it works so powerfully what you're doing in terms of the shifts is that when you give your mind evidence against your painful and limiting thoughts, it actually is training to the brain to look for other new neural pathways to carry that belief. So every time you expose your brain to examples of the opposite, you are actually training it to, to release the limiting belief. So when someone says, I'm not good enough, and then especially on paper, little tip for your audience, put it on paper, it slows down the process, your logical conscious brain is not getting involved going, well, I know I'm good enough. 
right? Right? That's the conscious part. I know I can do sales. Well, how come you haven't? Because your subconscious driving 95% has said something else, right? So putting it on paper to show evidence against that limiting belief or in favor of the opposite actually trains your brain to release the neural pathway that's carrying that limiting and painful thought. It is so powerful. A lot of, you know, people are doing it, but not necessarily understanding why that's working in the brain. We spend a lot of time trying to push away our thoughts. But if I said to you, Rachel, do not think of a pink elephant. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw there you think. Is. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> right? Right? We cannot force our thoughts away. We cannot just say, you know, I'm not going to think of that anymore because we end up thinking about it more. But when you provide your mind evidence, which is I love that you're doing that inside your program. When you provide your mind evidence, you are taking away the mind's job. The mind's job is to prove itself right. When you're like, wait oh, now, wait yeah, now, yeah. I'm, right? So when you go, wait now, I'm going to be a lawyer, the best lawyer and discredit all of the BS coming up in my head right now. Your mind goes, oh, here are the examples. So you are taking away its job to search for examples of what it already believes. When you believe you are not good enough, when you believe you're going to fail in your business, the only thing you can see in your world is evidence that you will fail in your business. It's the reticular activating system in the brain that filters in information based on what you believe. Mm. So imagine the power of that. If you only believe you will fail. You can't see evidence to the contrary. So when you pause, look for evidence to the contrary, you're starting to train your brain to filter in new things that show you the ways, the opportunities, the people, the things that you can do to not fail and succeed. Because now you have showed your brain it is a possibility. But without bringing it into awareness, it doesn't even know it's possible. Yeah, I love that. Well, the practice that we're doing only came about because we were talking about affirmations. And one of the girls, you know, we were just being really raw and honest. One of the girls said, the silly thing with affirmations is I say them and there's a voice in my head going, what a load of rubbish. That's not true. You know, and she's saying, I am wealthy. I am abundant. And her head's going, no, you're not. (laughs) That's never going to happen. And so me being the coach, listening to her saying that, I did the next best thing. I mean, I obviously I don't know the ins and outs of the subconscious. I'm not trained in that area, but I did what I believed was the next best thing, which was to say, well, if there's a voice in your head saying that's not true, then we've got to tell it why it is true. We've got to look for the the rationale, you know? So it just came about very organically, very organically. But then they started to get great results, even after just a few days. So like they were going live on Instagram, you know, after coming into our group, saying what this evidence was, saying, you know, I believe in myself 100% that my audience need to know my message. And I know this because yesterday somebody dropped into my DMs out of my stories and told me they loved what I was sharing, right? So there's the evidence. So now today, take that evidence and show up with a live in that new belief that you have. And it only took a matter of days. I don't know what the science says, but we saw a shift in a matter of days. The momentum, it was great. This is why it's called rabbit reprogramming because it is 100% possible. And your clients now that are taking action are reinforcing the new beliefs. And that's actually how you train, start to train the brain is that you're not only releasing the current belief, but you're taking action. And that reinforces the new beliefs. 
And that is the power of the brain. And I think a lot of people try to use positive thinking and affirmations, for example, affirmations are fine. Positive thinking is fine, but it is using the conscious part of the brain. That's only accounting for 5%, right? Anyone who has tried to stop eating chocolate cake, like myself, knows the willpower <laughs> method does not work. Right? Willpower <laughs> method does not work. <laughs> if it worked as an expert in the brain, I would have quit cho chocolate cake and sugar <laughs> by now. Yeah. Right? right? But most of us are trying to do better and feel better using our conscious brain, talking ourselves into it, using affirmations, doing the cheerleading and the positive thinking. You know, you would think, as someone who works with the mind that I would be all over positive thinking mm. it actually doesn't work in the traditional way that we talk about it. The most powerful thing that your listeners can do is begin by listening to their mind. Think of it like a radio. When you're listening to the radio, it's playing in the background. You have no judgment about what's coming on. I mean, some people may, Sometimes but in general, <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, you know, don't listen to politics or religion. Just listen to something where there's no judgment. You hear the words. And that's how you want to start listening to your brain and observing your brain. You hear the words. Most of us are on autopilot, right? Because those thoughts that you have been thinking, those beliefs that you've been thinking all of these years are now in a neural pathway. It's just running on autopilot over and over and over. You don't even know it's happening until the emotion gets triggered. And you're like, why am I scared? Why am I not doing this? Why do I feel this way? It's the beliefs on autopilot, 70,000 thoughts a day running on autopilots. 80% of it is the same as yesterday. No wonder you get the same results, right? Uh, wow. So it's about, it's about pausing, actually listening, taking the mind off of autopilot, bringing it into awareness. Everyone thinks the first step of change is acceptance. It's actually awareness. You have to know what's running on autopilot in your mind, creating your current feelings and circumstance, and then you can start to question it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm hearing you, you speak there and I'm thinking, if I was listening to this episode, what would be the thing running through my brain? Because sometimes, I mean, I love listening to podcasts like, like I know you do, but when you're listening and you're, you know, and you're an engaged person, I feel like I want to be in the episode and like asking questions. So if I was one of the listeners now listening to us chat, the question that keeps coming up for me is what if I don't know what's in my subconscious? What if I reflect back on my childhood and all I can remember is, happy thoughts you know of you know abundant you know, I can think of all these lovely things I can't think of limiting beliefs I can't reflect back and find the programming like how can they practically you know such like great what yeah. can they do such a great question thank you for asking that so here's the answer I want you to tune in. If you're multitasking, come back to us because this is the answer. So you don't need to go back to your past. You don't need to go back to your childhood. You don't need to dig it all up. Talk therapy doesn't work for this reason. You don't need to dig it all up and re-traumatize yourself for anything like that. There's no couch. No couch. No, no couch. <laughs> Definitely no couch. So this is all that you need to do is become aware of what's running through your mind now. So as I am a hypnotist, therapist and one of the things that we do is calm the conscious brain so we can speak to the subconscious mind everyone thinks the subconscious is this deep dark buried place of like <laughs> scariness and trauma 
when it's actually just not in your awareness right now. So if you were looking out the window and there's a big oak tree there, but from the spot that you're standing, you can't see the oak tree, but it's still there. If you move to the left slightly, you can see the oak tree that was there all along. It just wasn't in your awareness in the first spot. Does that make sense? It does, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So the beliefs in your subconscious mind are exactly the same. They're just not into your awareness right now. You just have to get in a really relaxed state. However, that happens for you. It might be breath work. It may be walking in nature. It may be meditating. Get in a really relaxed state. Tune into the emotion that you want to feel. Scan your body. What is it that I want to heal? What is it that is, what emotion is it that's holding me back? And let's say it's fear. In a relaxed state, it is as simple as asking yourself, what is it that I am most often thinking okay. when I feel this fear? Like, they're going to judge me. I'm no good at this. I'm not going to know what to say. I'm not going to get sales anyway. Like, we all know. The other thing you can do, which I love to do with my clients is say, let's pretend you and I are on the phone and I'm your best friend and I never judge you and you just had a glass of wine and you're feeling really relaxed and I ask you to vent to me and I say Rachel why are you so scared to go on live or oh for you I'll say Rachel why are you so scared to ask for the sale and I'm going to say pretend that it doesn't matter what you say no edit yourself and you just had a glass of wine I want you to vent I will hear the beliefs in your words Right. It's that simple. When you say, well, I can't ask for the sale because that means I'm selfish or I'm going to be greedy or they're going to think I'm bad or they're going to judge me or they're going to say no to me. Right. And then my business is going to fail. And then you can go layer by layer. The way it works is that it's like if you had a lake, a muddy lake, the top of the lake is full of mud. When you wipe and clean that away, the first level of beliefs, it makes room for other things in the subconscious to come to the surface, right? In that lake, it makes room for the dirt underneath to rise to the surface till you clear that way. And that's how you start to actually do the release of the layers of programming to return back to your light, your default setting, that computer with that hello screen flashing, that default setting as a human is the peace. It is the contentment. And as you release the layers of programming that happened over a lifetime, you return to the peace and contentment. And of course, that affects how you also show up in your business because you're tuned in to the worthiness. You know you're worth it. You know you deserve it. And you know it is possible. That is the requirement of success in your online business. You have to believe subconsciously that you are worth it and that it is possible. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You're making me think of a conversation that I had yesterday and it was it was about business growth and something that probably everybody can relate to. And I was sharing with a group of other mastermind ladies what I really wanted, you know, what I was planning for 2023. We were all doing it, going around sharing with each other. And I started to share mine and cause the girls being very supportive were getting excited for me. And one of them said, you could do more than that. You could do mm. double that. And I said, oh, thank you for the confidence. And she was like, you want to see Kurd, you know, you could do double that. Why don't you? And my immediate response was because I don't want all the things that come with it. 
because yes. in my head there was a belief that yes. by going beyond that it would bring these other things that I don't want and so today I've made a note of those you know thoughts and those questions because I really want to understand what's going on there. Is there something really, you know, is it really important to me? That belief is guiding me to my ideal business model that I feel really aligned to, or was fear driving that initial response? Yes. And I, yeah. At this point, I have to say, I don't know. I don't know yeah. the, the difference. I love that you're doing the assessment because you may get at the end of it and go, you know what? I still believe that this will lead to the things that I may not want. And if I don't want those, you don't have to change your business model or you don't have to expand it. I think that's also important because I talk so much about expansion and high performance and success. There may be a point where if it's not driven by fear, but it's driven by your values and what is really in integrity to you. And I like to say in harmony to you, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so glad you said that because that feels like the outcome that I'm going to arrive at from just digging into it a little bit more. And I guess I want to encourage everybody that's listening to this conversation and is now, like me, thinking back to previous conversations, previous you know, mindsets, things that you've been aware of about you and your pattern of thinking and belief that you know take the time each day to do the work you know, dive in ask yourself those questions if you haven't got somebody around you that can ask you those questions go and get a coach like diana come to me come to somebody anybody that you feel really aligned with and put yourself in that space where you allow the growth to come through because mm -hmm. sitting on our own and trying to figure all this out is harder than harder than anything so I just wanted to give a final note that to invite your audience to really look at when I say the word triggers I'm talking about when an emotion is triggered in them like fear they truly will lead you deeper into your freedom from them they are the symptom that will give you the information to begin the inquiry of where that is coming from I actually feel a little excited now <laughs> when an emotion is triggered in me and I wait to see will my brain process this alone because I've done a lot of rapid reprogramming and if it stays I'm like yes this means I have an opportunity to get freedom more freedom to release another layer so sometimes we think it is a problem because we feel a certain way but labeling an emotion a problem is what makes it a problem if you see it as a pathway to more freedom it truly can be life-changing because when it comes, it's only information where you can go into inquiry and release it so you can have freedom. I love it. I love it. So, so powerful, you know, so powerful. Well, I mean, firstly, thank you for being so available for us and being so transparent with the work that you do and sharing it with us. But I think, you know, to really turn this into something that benefits everybody, I just want to encourage everybody listening. Don't just listen to this. Do something with it. Whatever that is for you, you know, whether that's sitting down with a cup of tea and a journal, whether that's going for a walk and asking yourself those inquiry questions, whether that's reaching out to Diana, you know, and wanting to talk about this more, whatever it is for you, do it, you know, because 
If you are, you know, what I call a lifelong learner, you listen to podcasts, you visit webinars, you are inquiring all the time, you're learning. None of that is going to help you grow your business unless you do something with it. So, 100%. you know, it is the most powerful thing in the world, isn't it? To take that first step because the first step of action leads to step two and three and so on and so on. And none of us can achieve greatness without step one, however small it is. So I love that everyone's been here listening, but I really want to encourage you to take the action, do the thing that feels like it's going to most serve you at this point. So 100%. Mm. I love chatting with you, Diana. Thank you. Me too. I did as well. Thank you so much. I hope that was valuable for your audience. Oh, I know that it will be. I know that it will be. So remind us one final time. I know we talked about it at the beginning, but that was before everybody knew how amazing you really are. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can come and get your podcast and, you know, chat with you. Sure. So my podcast is Your Light Is Your Legacy. I would love you for to come over and listen to that as well as you can find me on Instagram at ThoughtWork Institute, and there's an underscore under each word, which I'm regretting because now that I have to say it so much, it's like, why didn't I just leave out the underscores? <laughs> now you'll remember at ThoughtWork Institute. So you can come over, you can say hi in the DMs. I'd love to chat with you. So, and thank you so much, Rachel. This has been incredible. Oh, you are so, so welcome. Well, I'm going to return the favor and come and speak to your podcast audience. Too. So I'll make sure that we pull together the links that you shared with us. So anybody listening, look below the episode and you'll get Diana's links with all the underscores where they're meant to be. So <laughs> I won't have to type it in. We're going to link it for you below the episode. So thank you so much, Diana. Absolutely honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Take care. Bye. So that's it for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If growing your business is a big priority right now and you'd like to get my feedback on how you could move forward with bigger and faster success, then take part in my free personal assessment. It's called Next Best Opportunity and I get back to you within three days of you answering 20 questions about your business and goals and I give you my tailored feedback. If that sounds like something that you would like to do, then just click the link below in the show notes or head over to my Instagram and have a chat with me in the DMs over there.